Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. before we made this call and I'm talking about maybe 15 seconds ago I just sat down and I burst into tears why <laughs> because I'm on the verge of everything oh I talked no. to my best friend Kate from but like you know how you have those best friends that you'll always call your best friends even though you're like haven't spoken to you in five years hey yeah <laughs> and she, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's a, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, my best friend, my best friend that I never see or speak to or any of that. And uh, we haven't physically even talked to each other in two years. And all it takes is a pandemic, right? <laughs> and and she called me and I picked up the phone. <laughs> oh my God, it's happening again. Here it goes. Oh no. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I heard her voice, and I just burst. <laughs> it's happening right now. You know, like you can't, well, I can't stop this. I can't stop whatever this is. Oh my is god, it, it's like a it, dam broke. Oh, I'm feeling all, all of the this, everything. Is this what you meant by keeping it light? <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you meant by comedy podcast? Yes. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, I just gave Patty the right. We have to keep this light. You know, things are very tense out there and things are happening and it's a, it's a shit show. We have to keep it light. <laughs> and, keep it light. Keep it up. Keep it positive. Keep it uplifting. And now I'm doing the gasp cry. You know, like when a cry surprises you. But yeah. the first Christmas, I was away from my parents, and I went to go call them on Christmas Day, and I was in a hotel room alone, and they had like shipped me all this stuff for Christmas, and I called them. And I got off the phone with them, and then I sat down on the edge of my hotel bed, and I looked around, and I was like, "It's not so bad. It's not so bad." <laughs> <laughs> straw that's being pulled in and out of a cup you know (laughs) (laughs) but then you keep I kept like putting my hand over my mouth to quiet myself like someone in the room was gonna hear me it's like oh keep it together (laughs) and had a hysterical oh god that feels so much better to like cry for a minute or to go outside and just scream into the void I mean it why is that not a thing Is it a thing? I don't know. (laughs) Well, according to the homeless people on my corner, it's a thing at around 6.30 every night. Because at 7 o'clock, everybody screams and shouts and yells in support (laughs) of all of the people who are working on the front lines of the healthcare system. The homeless people are like, oh, so this is what we do now? Ah!" (laughs) They just do it a half hour earlier. Yeah. It's like when Cuomo has a press conference a half hour before the president. Right. He's like, well, all the homeless people are like, well, I guess since there's no theater, 
I guess it's up to us, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Since nobody's being entertained, I got this, boo. <laughs> hey, I have a new idea, though, for theater, and it's going to be live theater, and it goes back to theme park days. You know, I waited in line uh, at the supermarket for 45 minutes outside, and I thought, this is where the shows have to go, to supermarket lines. So that it's like, you know, when you're waiting in line for a Disney ride and you don't realize that you've been waiting for three hours to ride a ride for 20 seconds because all of that ambiance that you're walking through on the way to the Temple of Doom or, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you're walking to that that roller coaster in Animal Kingdom and you're like, oh, I just walked through a Tibetan village. And then suddenly you're like, oh, it took me two hours to get through, but I never even knew because I was looking at fake artifacts. From yeah. archaeological oh, that's really interesting. Dude. You're right. I do need to buy that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, ambiance, and it's air conditioned, and every now and then they spritz you with some cool water. I mean, we're missing an opportunity for Disney to work with with supermarkets across the globe. I agree. This could also parlay into our being on QVC. Because we could stand alongside everybody and start hawking things. And all they have to do is, like, scan something. By the time they've actually gotten onto the ride, they've purchased $3,000 worth of absolutely nothing. Exactly. I didn't need these (laughs) CBD oils and soaps, but, hey, I was here. You don't know what you need or what you want to, like, panic buy. I mean, how many times are you going to to check out at a supermarket and you buy whatever is in that aisle? It's like Tic Tacs and chocolates. Absolutely. You're like, I'm bored. I like see-through Crocs. Who doesn't need one? I will never say okay to a Croc. I don't care if I'm on my deathbed and they're like, ma'am, the only shoes that you can wear are Crocs. I'd be like, just take me out. We're done. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Just slip my throat from ear to ear. Give <laughs> Let me, me a bleed out. <laughs> I can't with a Croc. <laughs> wow. I have a friend, and I don't know if he's listening to the podcast right now, but he, he still to this day wears Crocs because he can put them in the washing machine. No. You shouldn't be able to wash your footwear along with your skimpies and your flimsies. No. 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 If it retains the shape, there's something wrong. <laughs> exactly. If you don't have to put a form fitter in afterwards to, to bring it back to what it looked like before. Oh, my God, I miss seeing you in person. There's something I never thought I would say. I know. I, you know, I got off the phone the, the last time. And I, there, is, there is that, um, you need that, that interaction. You need that kind of, like, face-to-face. Human. I mean, we're doing, we need, I mean, we're doing a great job, I think. Slow pat on the back. But <laughs> there is that, um, there is that, that interaction sitting across the table to watch our thought processes and also how the jokes land. And there's that one time when you were laughing, I didn't know. I thought, I thought it was just deafening silence and you guys <laughs> just slowly turned off the phone. <laughs> Which is always possible. Just click no record. We're just going to step away. You would never know. I know. So I'd be like, oh, wow, that was too far. I thought shitting on the table was far, but what did I say? I have to rewind. What? It's a bad time to be a silent laugher, you know? (laughs) This is not your moment to shine. (laughs) And I just, I long for the days 
of going to the driving range and going to the Frogert place and these stupid, simple little things that you never realize that you took for granted because you didn't think, hey, a year from now, this is, well, we're going to talk about the, the shitty cashew butter topping of a, a 16 handles and oh, just wait. It's the same thing I said last time. It's like the things that were important even a month ago that just, you just don't give a shit anymore, do you? No, you know what I miss? I miss us going into the driving range and spending approximately 17 and a half hours because we took an hour break in between each swing to tell a story <laughs> while it was 109 degrees outside. With three people separating us who never asked to be put between us at the driving range. I miss- if, you're, if you're looking for a quiet day out, of just shooting some balls. You picked the wrong two fuckers to stand next to. Because I have to be under the shade and you want to be in the sun. And I also miss the fact that it's 2,000 degrees out and that I turn around and you, who are always so tidy and perfectly put together like a neat little pin and hair done, you looked like... Shelly Winters at an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> no, I was going to say the guy from Airplane when he's trying to land the airplane. <laughs> You know when he's sweating dead, and it's just drenched? Yeah. yeah. You look like you just got off Splash Mountain. <laughs> and it's not like we were talking about, like, the challenges of the earth. We were talking about, like, kind of probably probably using a few four-letter words at best. No, no. We were, like, we were like debating the best Matt Damon movies, you know? <laughs> we were talking about the important things. Like Julia Roberts' hairstyles. Through the years, but but like but serious, like we were actually like having a real conversation where we would stop with like our hand on our hips and yeah. the other hand holding the club. Like, <laughs> but I do think that her haircut and hook <laughs> rivaled that at the end. We were doing Bill a deep McNally. dive on Diane Keaton's fashion choices, <laughs> and we really would stop and be like, "How many turtlenecks does she own? How many chunky belts?" And does she, does that all that's in the closet? And how do you pick? And, and now like, what's going to happen this summer? Are we going to have to social distance our golfing? My question is, is when Diane Keaton goes to a driving range, when it's that hot outside, do they have like an EMT just on speed dial? Because you know, it's like, it's like Vivian Lee and Gone with the Wind. She's got so much underneath all of her gowns. They're like, I, I can't find a heartbeat yet because I'm still taking off these four the cardigans. <laughs> <laughs> and Willie, we don't know what's underneath. I bet you if they cracked it open, it's like that scene in Men in Black where they open up the head and that little alien comes out. Like Diane's body is just the shell that is housing this very small alien. And once we get through all the turtlenecks and and chunky fashion bracelets and and necklaces, we're going to crack it open. There's going to be a little small man in there who's just, you know, manipulating all of the gears. And he's hitting like certain buttons that make that laugh cry happen or the scream, her hysterical scream. Or maybe it's like, maybe it's like in that movie Cocoon. When they crack open the thing and like the, the the body comes out, like this very thin, illuminated body with two eyes. Yes, yeah, see, we're all just a shell for our our Diane Keaton alien. 
<laughs> I think, you know what? You and I have been like two weeks ahead of the curve on everything that's happening. Have you noticed this? Because our episodes are coming out like we, we're pre-recording our episodes. So we're like a few episodes ahead. But when our episodes come out, I'm like, oh my God, we said that a month ago. This started with bat soup. That's right. So I think the Diane Keaton truth <laughs> is going to come out. I'm going to say probably at this rate, like mid-June, we're going to find out the truth about Diane Keaton. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Oh, well, on that note, I'm going to say welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, Andrew Cuomo. Oh. Yes, kind of and- sounds like Gilbert Gottfried in my impression. <laughs> That's okay. Or like Al Pacino, yeah. (laughs) The soothing sound of Gilbert Godfrey and Al Pacino. (laughs) (laughs) Relax and let me tell you what's happening in New York City right now. 10,000 deaths a minute. And none of them are cocaine related. Uh, Hey, uh, who? uh... Well, (laughs) welcome to Bucks County where love letters will feature Gilbert Godfrey and Al Pacino. The soothing love letter sound. We're doing gin game next year, if this theater is still standing. hey That is a good Al Pacino. Don't shake your head at me. Andrew Cuomo is a hybrid of Gilbert Gottfried and Al Pacino. And who are you well, today, is, by the way? Well, such a letdown. I'm infinite dress, infomercial shantoose, and second replacement on Three's Company, Jenna Lee Harris. <laughs> Very good. That's a very good pairing. I'd tune in. And we're coming to you from both... Downtown Swingin' Hell's Kitchen. And the Antiseptic Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? That silence you just heard is my Jules forgetting to put a sound effect into the board today because he's very busy with his thumb up his ass. Well, I put my thumb up my ass between 9 and 10, and that sort of grounds me. And after I take the thumb out, then I release my own anal expressions. Uh, oh, speaking of anal expressions. <laughs> yeah. Um, the littles look like uh, ZZ Top right now. Their hair is out of control. <laughs> and I was worried about the grooming situation because, like I said, we're all coming out of this with bad at-home haircuts. And I refuse to take scissors to those spazzes' hairs. Because the second that they move ahead, somebody's going to lose an eye. And uh, I found a place that would groom them. And it's where Uh-oh. we... It's uh, by, by the way, this is one of my shout-outs, is to the Barker Lounge in Cranford, New Jersey. This place, their Instagram, if you're not following it every day to make your life feel better, start following it now. Uh, they're going to to do the Littles haircut this week. But I had to ask them. I was like, oh, God, all right. Will you express their anal glands? And? They won't. I can't do this by myself. I don't know what to do. (laughs) I don't understand. I've been expressing my Jules' anal glands since 1973, but it's a very different beast. Much hairier. I... I... Don't think that this is something that you should do. I'm not even going to try. I think it's one of those things where um, it'll spray you like a skunk and then you'll be wearing it for all of your quarantine. I think it's like if you steal 
um, if you if you take money from a bank vault and then you touch something and it's the ink pack that yep. goes off if you steal money from like the feds or something, you just go poop like that yep. pop. Yeah, and now you have two of them. So just imagine it's kind of like it's like paintball double life double life in in prison. It's like well, I thought I I thought I was screwed the first time, but now I'm doubly fucked. No, I'm not even going to attempt to do something like that because that it's like a water balloon filled with shit. I'm not. Yeah. No. And think Jenny, about the nails. Jenny has been doing a boot scoot boogie no, anywhere. <laughs> she she did it. She did it across the street when we were in Times Square. It's like, oh no, <laughs> not here. Not she on did the it in street. our lobby. Okay, so when they do the boot scoot boogie, which, by the way, I could be on the floor crying, screaming in the worst moment of my life. If Izzy glides across the floor doing the boot scoot boogie, I am in tears. I'm laughing so hard. It looks so funny because she's like on fast forward. Why do they glide so fast? So I don't know who to take her to to get her anal glands expressed. What, Is there the a YouTube? Yeah, I will maybe not. The of all the things I can learn on YouTube, like I just figured out how to bake cookies. Can we please maybe not have to express my dog's anal glands? I suggest calling your vet. Oh, God. Because that's something that they do. It's kind of like I'm not going to start doing like Botox on myself. <laughs> But I sure did get a thing in my email saying, we here at so-and-so plastic surgery understand the dilemmas during this pandemic. That's why we're giving you 30% off of Botox. These are the emails I'm getting every day. I'm like, oh, thanks, free people and Nordstrom for understanding my plight and taking 15% off your jeans that I haven't worn a stiff pair of pants since this experience began. I'm wearing Old Navy Couture. Oh. Old Navy is couture at this point. I bet this is their time to shine. Those people at if Old you, Navy are like, now's our chance, boys. Get the company pants like, out. If you like Halston, you'll love Old Navy. No, we won't. We're taking this from Prada to nada. <laughs> Prada to yada, yada, yada. Oh, so before I forget because I keep forgetting. Uh, oh, as always, you can find us on your social media at Dear Pod Official on your Insta and your Twitter, our website where you can binge every last episode, dearpodofficial.com, and our vintage old school email that we haven't gotten any love on lately, which is dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Because people I have think it's been because reaching we've out improved on Insta. It. Yes, I think yeah. we've improved our game, our question game. Yeah, I was thinking, like, I wonder if we should try a live thing. Because you know on Instagram Live how, like, if I go live and you say, I'm requesting to be in your video and I okay it, it turns split screen. So I wonder if we could even do a live question and answer sesh for anybody that have may, may have questions. I'm just push, push putting that out there. I mean, I didn't clear this with anybody, I know. <laughs> so I want to try something just a little bit new today, slightly new. Oh, um, uh-oh. I'm going to call this the shut-in shout-out. So, yes, we're going to give everybody a little hand-demic here. I need to say one positive thing every week, something that I am discovering new either online or in life or whatever. And I'm not talking about any of the horseshit gratitude stuff because you and me, we have a very sensitive gag reflex. Correct. Especially for, like, false, for, like, artifice. 
Yeah, unless we're actually using it and we believe in it, then Yeah, I won't but, ever just bullshit you people. Never. I'm not I'm not going to give you the Anne Hathaway Oscar speech. It came true and then I have to throw everything in my house at the television screen <laughs> and then burn my building down to the ground. <laughs> I don't use the word hate a lot, but I definitely hated her. I and I still do. I still have residual stuff because I am a career grudge holder. <laughs> If there's one thing I do well, it's holding a grudge. I hold it like I like most people would hold a delicate newborn baby. I hold it close to my chest, and I say, hey, grudge, you're going to be all right. And I think that's why you and I work so well. I know. it's. I don't know if it's – I wouldn't say that we're cynics. I just say that we're logical. We just, we, we're collectors. We like to keep things. <laughs> I, I like to hold on. Yeah, I, I don't like to throw anything out. I'm a hoarder of bad juju. You never, you, ne- you never know when this grudge is going to be useful, so I just don't throw it away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you never know when you're going to be able to use this against someone in a court of law, so just keep it in the corner until it's necessary. I yeah, have a little fine. box. It's like a hope it's not, chest. It's not taking up too much space, now is it? No! It's kind of like the Annabelle doll. You just keep it somewhere until you need to terrorize somebody, and then you unleash it. <laughs> Oh, that re- so that's that brings me all back to the shout outs this week. Our one oh. our one non bullshit but not trying to shove positivity down your goddamn throat because you know what? The next person who's like, We're all in this together or think positive. How about shut the fuck up? I'm positive that you should shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let people be who they're gonna be. Let them feel how they're gonna feel, and everybody stay the hell out of my way, even when I'm out of this quarantine. That being said, however, I would like to send a shout out to Keone Hudoba, who is the best thing that has happened in my Instagram life. Thank you, right. Patty, for introducing me to Keone. He's fantastic. Do you do it every day with him? Oh, oh for anybody who I doesn't do. know, he's like one of the founders of Barry's Boot Camp, right? Correct. He has an Instagram page, which, first of all, he's very pretty to look at. But at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every morning, you can work out with Keone in his core in team. That's C-O-R-E-E-N-T-I-N-E. So good. And you can send money to him via Venmo, and it's all going towards a COVID-19 relief fund. He's a good bean. Yeah, very good. And you think like, oh, well, what am I going to get out of 30 minutes? You get an awful lot because it hurts. Most, you know, it's like, yeah, everyone wants like huge muscles and whatever. But also you like you like your core to look fucking fantastic because I can always pump my tits out really quickly at the gym once we're done here in 2029 with this quarantine. But the core is what I need to work on all the time. And what he does like yesterday, Marcus just hears me from the other side of the apartment just swearing at him not marcus at keone well maybe he's like, marcus do you feel too. the burn i'm like i'm gonna fucking burn this house down to the ground <laughs> i can't hold it i can't hold it we should do it with each other one day if we can because <laughs> I want to see how you react to it it's so weird to be alone doing it because <laughs> i scream the numbers so you're screaming at him, but I'm going, eight, seven, six, it's got to be over soon. Four, three, I can't hold it. <laughs> I'm, I can only imagine what it is to give birth. 
But when I'm doing like a side, like when I have to do like the push up into like a row, yeah. I am like literally like, <laughs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> I'm crowning. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. And then I call Jim in to hold my hand in the middle of it. I'm like, you did this to me. It hurts. Oh, and side note, I sure did. I sure did send Keone a message and he got right back to me. He's good like that. I have a problem but i sent him a message basically saying what do you have for breakfast <laughs> i literally like, i feel like i'm doing breakfast wrong keone what do i do <laughs> how do i make it better and then and then what did he say he said that every day he has a slice of ezekiel bread with irish butter and honey oh I know you wanted to know, didn't you? This guy looks shredded. He knows something we do not know. Yeah. If you think I'm not eating that morning, noon, and night, you're wrong now. (laughs) What's your your shut-in shout-out? Well, um, that's pretty good. I'm so glad that you're on the Keone train. Oh, so on that train. He's dragging me behind him, but I'm on the train. (laughs) There's like rocks in my teeth, and I'm skipping over all the rails, but he's dragging my ass along with his Ezekiel bread in his mouth. Oh, my God. Well, I have to say, and this is strange, but there's, I think maybe I've mentioned this, there's a coffee shop in Hell's Kitchen called Cave. Oh, yeah. That they're still open. Oh. And um, instead of going to like Dunkin' Donuts, which is going to be fine when all is said and done, um, Cave is open and they're good. And they're like, it's a great little place. If, like, I used to go there to just read a book and they allow Jenny and there's a bench out in front. It's all very cute and they need your help. So we try to, when we're walking, Jenny, stop there for at least a coffee every other day when we're out so that's my shout out oh i love that local little neighborhood cave go to them give them money keep them up and running damn it yep hell's kitchen ninth avenue nice uh-huh. light fair yeah oh so speaking of light fair our theme this weekend is something that well many of us are getting too much of sleep I'm sleeping right now. I'm getting a lot of, it's a mix of people who are not sleeping well, it seems like, and like me sleeping too much. I am a career sleeper, I am very proud to say. Oh, okay. How are you sleeping? Um, pretty good. I'm not sleeping, I'm pretty uh, pretty much on par with how I happen to sleep, with, with maybe an additional hour. Oh, so oh okay. So I'm sleeping, so like, Probably eight hours. Solid. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good. Still, I wake up at six every morning like I have somewhere to be, like I'm working in a farm field or something. Oh, well, that's interesting. I know. I wake up at six and I was like, gotta go tend the herd, gotta go feed the hogs. 
So yes, sleep is the theme this week. I'm very excited to talk about this because I have a couple good articles and I have uh, (laughs) some personal anecdotes when it comes to things that happen uh, while you sleep. So um, do you want to kick us off or you want I should kick us off? Do it. I'll kick it. This is from the Del Rio News, Herald, Del Rio, Texas, Monday, November 8th, 1971. Mm. Dear Abby, my husband insists upon sleeping in the raw. I personally have no objection to this, but he is also a sleepwalker. <laughs> we have we have four children, including a teenage daughter, and George has been known to roam all over the house in his sleep. He has also walked outside on both front porch and back in his unclothed state. When I notice that George is gone from our bed, I go and find him and gently lead him back. Is there some way I can talk him into wearing pajamas to bed? He says they aren't comfortable, quote-unquote, but under the circumstances, I think he should try to get used to them. Don't you? Signed, George's wife. Dear wife, yes. If you can't talk George into pajamas, compromise and try to talk him into the bottoms, but settle for shorts. But uh, she's she's good. She's like a do drink minimum. Talk him into the bottoms is something you've heard in Hell's Kitchen before, isn't it? I hear it at least four times a day. (laughs) (laughs) I once overheard a guy on a phone say, I don't know, but the bottoms are in for a world of surprise. And I thought, I wonder where he's going. And so I followed him. Batman is going to tag. That's that's right. Even though it hasn't been open for about a year and a half, he's still going. Because there's still a party in the basement. (laughs) Do these still fit? (laughs) Wait, could you imagine if you woke up and just your naked father wandering around your house? Like, no, I cannot. Number, no, I cannot. I would actually take my eyes out of their ocular cavities and throw them out the window if I saw such a thing. You know what? I'd one-up you on that one in case someone found them and brought them back to my apartment. I'd put them in my ninja bullet, (laughs) and I'd grind them, and then put them down the disposal, turn it on, and then pour bleach on it, and then be done with it. Or put it in a smoothie, because protein. Yeah. 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 By that time, I should have bled out, and hopefully... Someone would have called, you know, an ambulance. <laughs> I would be done but... with this. <laughs> Naked father wandering. That must be awesome for the neighbors. Sleepwalking. Uh, well, I have an article on sleepwalking, too. So what if I do mine and then we go into sleepwalking? Okay. But I just want to put a pin in this one. Oh. I find it very suspect that she has to let us all know that she has a teenage daughter in the house. Yes. Well, originally I thought she said, whenever I wake up and find him, he's in her room. I was expecting you to say that. (laughs) But I feel like it's implied because we both went there because we both, other than holding on to a nice long grudge, we're all a little bit sick. We're all disgusting and we don't (laughs) think the best of anybody ever. You are guilty until proven innocent, sir. Why don't you sing me your little... Yeah, and then we'll talk about sleepwalking after this because I want to do a deep dive on the walk. All right, this comes from the Spokane Chronicle in Spokane, Washington, March 7th, 1970, a Saturday. Sleepwalking prevents woman from traveling. 
Dear Anlanders, why don't you travel? Inquire well-meaning friends and relatives who know I am financially able to do as I please. I'm sure they are completely mystified by my refusal to take a trip, but I can't tell them the truth. I am a sleepwalker. I wash lingerie in my sleep and am always surprised to find panties, bras, and a hose hanging across the shower rod in the morning. I've written letters in my sleep and sealed the envelopes. The letters are friendly and frequently amusing. I've mailed many of these letters, and when the replies come, I enjoy the joke, which I am unable to share with anyone. I'd love to travel, Anne, but I'm afraid I might turn up in a hotel lobby in my nightgown. Or worse, please tell me what I am to do. Suffering somnambulist. Dear SS, you are worrying about a 10,000 to 1 shot. Sleepwalkers rarely do anything in their sleep they would not do while awake. If, however, you cons- your concern is preventing you from traveling, I suggest you engage a companion or confide in a friend or relative and invite them to accompany you. And Why is this woman so productive in her sleep and why can't she yeah. sleep at my house? <laughs> but the thing is, she probably does nothing else. She has nothing during the day. And yeah, then she night, sits around. She and then in her sleep, she's like, I did my taxes. I organized my closet. I, I did some quarantine. I did Keone for 45 minutes. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on, but I wake up with a six pack every day. <laughs> and I'm in incredible shape. Am I working out while I'm unconscious? She lights, she writes letters to people. So this was like the 1970s version of like drunk texting somebody. But why is she doing everything good? She's doing like, she's living a good life in her sleep. She doesn't even mix her, 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 her whites and darks. I know. And she knows to hang her lingerie up and not put it in the dryer. Yeah. Her delicates are drying on a line. I don't have any, I don't see any problem with this. Frankly, if she goes and she travels and she goes to the hotel, suddenly she's going to get another paycheck because she's like taking care of other people's hotel rooms. She's cleaning them. She's She worked in the laundry room at night. We've never had, we've never had so many clean towels. This is amazing. And I, I'm very concerned. I took a trip to Hawaii and when I woke up in the morning, I found out that I had cooked the continental breakfast. Like, what if she's just of use to the places that she goes? Thanks for coming. We really appreciate your work on the roof. Wow. (laughs) And I fixed Space Mountain overnight. I don't know how I did it. (laughs) I didn't even know I knew how to tile. But there you go. Wow. (laughs) I have a new skill. I wasn't very good at mosaics when I went to bed, but next thing I know... Who knew I knew how to do dental work for people? <laughs> All this time, filling cavities. <laughs> they, they call me the nighttime Botox artist. I don't know. I would gladly. Please, give me nighttime Botox. A friend of mine once went to somebody's house for Botox, and she heard it crackle when it went in her face. I was like, that is not how that's supposed to happen. Just the FYI. Are, have you yeah. ever sleepwalked? No. I have. Oh, no. And I sort of woke up in the middle of it. I do a lot of things in my sleep. Talking is usually my thing. 
hence podcasting and why I'm not, I'm not, I'm not walk casting right now. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm more of a sleep talker. I've said some crazy shit in my sleep. My favorite thing that somebody told me, I said once at like I was thrashing and I went, don't, don't. And then they asked, don't what? And I said, don't crowd the man who created the toilet. What? <laughs> what? Don't crowd. What did, don't. Cr- where, where were you? I, I was in bed. But clearly I was well, looking out for John Q. Crapper because people were crowding him. <laughs> I yelled it too, like, don't crowd the man who created the toilet. Give the man space. Room to breathe. I also, I would scare the shit out of my mother when I was a kid because she said that I used to sit, this is horrifying, talk about a haunted room in your house. Like, fuck Annabelle. She had nothing on me. On me. My mother said that I would sit bolt upright and speak gibberish. So I would just like, like 90 degrees, just go, like shoot up out of my bed like I was... I was on a board that was like, and be like, and then I would go back to sleep again. How horrifying is that? Terrifying. The only time I know sleepwalking is that I, I remember I was packing to go away to go do a gig, but I was at my parents' house for some reason. And I was like, Oh, I forgot to pack something. I know my comforter. That's what I said in my head. And I I stood up and I walked downstairs and my brother was watching TV and the cat was next to him. And he said that I just threw my comforter in the middle of the room and I went back upstairs. (laughs) And he said the two of them just froze and looked at each other like did a a dry take. I woke up in the middle of the night and I performed taxidermy on my friend's cat. What? Freckles? Freckles? (laughs) Freckles? <laughs> You've never talked uh, in your sleep? You've never done anything weird? Um, I think I have talked in my sleep. Um, I don't actually remember what I said. Um, I have... Well, I mean, one of our letters this evening that may or may not be rooted in some personal truth, but oh. I, don't, I don't know who possibly could have written it. Oh, but dear. we'll dive that we'll dive into that later. Okay. Okay. Don't want to give it away. Yes. Yeah. I am a big sleep talker. What's your next article? My next article, see, I'm torn, like Natalie and Broglia, I'm all at once torn because there is something about sleep, but also about stupidity because of how stupid people are. So <gasps> I, I'm I'm a little bit torn on that. So okay. I'm just gonna do it because it's so stupid. Hit me. <clears throat> This is from the Daily Times News, Burlington, North Carolina, Wednesday, March 5th, 1975. Dear Abby, I must comment on your answer. Send me a sample and I'll sleep on it. In regards to the letter from a reader who suggested printing the Ten Commandments on bedsheets and pillowcases. Speaking only of the Jewish faith, one is not permitted to sleep, lie, or even sit on the same bench with the holy books unless the books are placed in something which is a handbreadth in height. It is also forbidden to place sacred books on the ground. Signed, Samuel Friedman, Rabbi, Asheville, North Carolina. Wow. Dear Rabbi, my intentions were to sleep on the idea, not the sheets. Uh, uh, 
So this is someone oh who God. legitimately thought, sleep on it, and they took that literally. Wow. So this is my this is my twofer of stupidity and our topic for today, which is sleep. That is delicious. That's the frosting is, on a cupcake. This is like one of those like uh, either Steve Martin movies or Monty Python, where it says, "I'm going to sleep on it." And then they legitimately walk in and then fall asleep on it. Yeah, like a naked gun movie. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Wow, wowie, wow, wow. Oh, my God. She printed that just to be like, it's got this. She's like, I can't. She's like, listen, I can't make this shit up. And plus, I ran out of mail. So we're just going to run this one too. Thou shalt go back to school, please. Thou shalt stop being so stupid. P.S. Don't procreate. Oh, God. Oh, wow. What you got, Sister Sledge? All right. This one is from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch in St. Louis, Missouri, November 6, 1964. A Friday. Sleep talker's problem. Dear Ann Landers, I am a boy. 17 years old. College is a year away, but I am already beginning to worry about something. I talk in my sleep. For years, my brother has been ribbing me about it. I accused him of making up lies to get my goat, but he swears he's telling the truth. According to my brother, the talking goes on and on like the soundtrack of a movie. He says I speak distinctly and call people by name. I've said things in my sleep that have made two girls look bad, and I'm ashamed of myself because it isn't true. Do you know any way to cure a sleep talker? Every morning when I wake up, I ask my brother what I said during the night. Signed, 24-Hour Oratory. Dear Oratory, your brother has given you the business. So long as he can get a rise out of you, he'll keep it up. Stop asking him what you said in your sleep. Chances are you said nothing that made any sense. Most sleep talkers mumble unintelligible phrases. Occasionally you may utter a word or a sentence, but you can be sure there's no other self-incrimination. Now, go to sleep and keep quiet. Ian! You wow, talking about really... me? You talking about me in your sleep? You trying to tell people something about me in your sleep, man? <laughs> She's full of shit because I have said full sentences. I've had full conversations with people in my sleep that I have no recollection of. My jewel says that I have full conversations with him. I don't even want to know what. You've never said what I said to you. Have you? What, has, there, has there been anything specific or is it gibberish? No, I. Oh yeah, I've had conversations. I have, I don't remember. But that might be the gin. That might Could not be, the, be the sleep. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I've i had full conversations with people and things that you I, can hear clearly. I totally thought when you're like 24-hour oratory, I thought that it was going to be some other word than oratory. 24-hour <laughs> oral. <laughs> I was First like, wow. Oh, <laughs> I got very excited. And I, I was like, oh, oratory. I got very proud, and then I got very pained, and then... <laughs> and 20... then my jaw hurt. All oral all the time, and 17 years old, I make him a little <laughs> bit raspy. Because, you know, 24 hours. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I saw my first name as Stephen. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah. So I am in disagreement that, that most things that people say are unintelligible. 
But, but I, you know, when I was in elementary school, I used to do all these characters with my friend Kendra. And uh, one of these characters was named Margaret and the other one was named Margie. And my mother said in the middle of the night one night, I got up and just went, Margie! And that was... <laughs> Maybe you were auditioning in the middle of the night. I was working on my self-tape. Margie! Because <laughs> that was the voice of Margaret and Margie. And they were best friends. And that's what she heard in her sleep. Speaking of mothers, is it already time? <gasps> it's time for the Moth Report. It's time to call my mother and find out what I said in my sleep when I was a child. Also, if there's weather that's happening, she's going to let us know because she's miserable right now. That's right, it's time. Is it time? Oh, there we go. There's that ring I love so much. The ring-a-ding-ding. Hello? Why are you surprised? You see the number that's coming in, and every time it's a... Who is this? <laughs> Patty, can you well, hear we, her? Can you yes, hear me? Oh, I hi, can. Patty. Hi. We just lost our internet and power. We have such terrible wind today. Everything's oh. going out. You and there's a big tree power? waving at us. <clears throat> yeah, for a short time, but the, the cable TV is out and the internet. And this is not a good day to have cable TV oh, out. Oh, my God. Well, Especially if you think that your trees are waving at you. <laughs> I know, yes. What have you guys been doing? Uh, Poltergeist. A little, bit, a little bit of the sauce, maybe. Uh, oh, yeah. This, this a is, girl. <laughs> I mean, I've had such a crazy, upbeat day. I've been watching Ted Bundy. and uh, Your favorite now... boyfriend. <laughs> wow, that's a scary man, huh? I lived around the corner from that Aspen courthouse that he jumped out the window. I'm horrified when I think of that. I mean, what me wow. living near him? <laughs> it no, wasn't I mean, the same I, time. I mean, just, just to have you even in the same town, it just, you know, makes you wonder how many other freaks are running around the world. But the best part no, is, he on. went into the woods and then he came back and rather turned himself in than live in the woods of Colorado. He could wow. have gotten away, but he was like, "Oh, I'm too tired," and he went back in yeah. and turned himself back in. Yeah, I'd like for the third time on this phone call, I'd also like to acknowledge that we were instructed to keep us upbeat and Maybe I'm telling you to try to get me out of it. Look, she loves to watch a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Patty, keep it light. Keep it light. Yeah, right. I was just watching Ted Bundy. And <laughs> you have to because the rest of us aren't. Somebody has We're to pull us out way. of the pit. Oh, my God. Leave it to me to drag you back down. Hey, I have a question for you. Um, Who? You, madam. Uh, we're talking about sleep this week. This week is the theme is sleep. You have heard me talk please? in my sleep when I was young. Am I correct? Are you? Are you trying? Oh no! You, I thought you said fleas. <laughs> um, yes, sleep. the theme is sleeves. Should you wear <laughs> the them? Fleas. Fleas. I got them. Uh, uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep. 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 Yes. Um, I talked in my sleep as a kid. Yeah, creepy, really creepy. You didn't really make any noise. You didn't make any words. You made weird sounds, and uh, it was freaky. It was like you were from another planet. 
the way you were talking. And you scared everybody because we had company one day and they, you were all up in the loft. Remember, you started it, started doing your sleep talking and uh, you scared everybody that was up there. <laughs> I'm so proud. I said, oh, that's just Erin. She's just up to her old trip. She's talking to me Hey, guys. <laughs> You walk down the stairs backwards with your head facing the other way. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. just Erin. <laughs> you be you you be you kill her the time that she just peed in the middle of the room. I mean, my God, I was having a, a cocktail party. There was a priest here. <laughs> well, your father tends to talk in his sleep too. He actually did that on our honeymoon. Uh, he he said a hundred, <laughs> and and it was it was like like three in the morning. I heard the word a hundred, and I said, and I just kind of like. Jolted, I said, "A hundred what?" And he said, "A hundred hot dogs with relish." And I said, "Okay, oh, <laughs> oh my god, I want out. I gotta get out of here." <laughs> and now, and he he likes hot dogs. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but however, he must have seen something that triggered that in his brain. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he said he's made a few funny comments uh, while out. To lunch. He so. is a fascinating <laughs> conversationalist when he is unconscious. Unconscious. That's a plus <laughs> in this family. <laughs> wow. A hundred hot know. dogs with relish, and his, yep. it came down to his daughter who screamed, Don't crowd the man who created the toilet. We're a simple people. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with our family? I don't know, but I'm afraid to look into it, so we're going to just play uh, dumb. <laughs> so, so we the, do that very well. So the weather so, there right now, what what can we expect oh for the weather God. and what is happening? Well, this is, uh, this is the remnants, I think, of some tornadoes that were down the south part of the country. But it, the wind is howling and the, there are tons of limbs in the streets and it's a mess outside and it's been pouring all day. So I have had it. I have totally had it with the weather and, and the quarantine. The, the quarantine. Yes, I'm going to go running out, and I'm going to scream, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who said that originally, Patty? You've got to know that. There's a movie that has that it's line. from the movie Network. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I knew you would well, know. I knew you would know. I thought so. Hey, Patty, I've got a good memory uh, when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> it's like my memory's like a steel trap. So once it's in my brain, it doesn't get out again. It's a steel trap that's got a raccoon stuck in it. <laughs> well, absolutely. we thank absolutely. you very much for this moth report, for telling us about okay. 100 hot dogs with relish. Yes, and, yes. Um, yes. You're like Rizzo <laughs> from Greece. <laughs> with relish. Oh, yeah. Bite the weenie, oh, Riz. I don't remember that line. Something about a weenie. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. Okay, this has got awkward. <laughs> okay, I'm going back into my pit. <laughs> okay, go Great talk to the trees. <laughs> we'll see you later. Okay, bye, Patty. Okay, bye, bye, Jim. Bye, Air. Bye. Talk to you soon. <laughs> talk to you soon in your sleep. <laughs> bite the weenie with relish. Something That's about a weenie. Ah, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to say that part, but hey. <laughs> Uh, I think we need to bite the weenie in our next segment because it's we're five hours deep in this thing so far. So everybody bite yourselves down on some Instagram mail. 
Berlin's to Kremel. Buy the weenie with relish. Put relish on your Instagram mail. Delicious mail. Answer your relish. Oh? Well, as always, you can find us on Instagram at DearPodOfficial, where we have all of our weekly updates. And, of course, we have our weekly question that gets put on our Insta story, depending on what the theme is for the week. But we have um, we have all sorts of fun things that drop at us on there. A lot of people keep asking me if I want headshots. These bots are killing me! <laughs> I can't. Also, Are you please little... pay attention to the question, because if it is a question that is, we normally have a specific question. So when you answer me with who are three people that you'd like to have dinner with, either alive or dead, that is not pertaining to the topic of sleeping. That's also a question Unless... to a question. Right. We're asking so you that. a question that's <laughs> going to be like, we need an advice question. Basically, right. just ask us for advice on anything. Think right. of us like the Q&A portion of the shitty press conferences that get shoved down our throat from every governor and president and assemblyman and town comptroller and uh, post office, office um, aficionado and, and people who enjoy pancakes. And Jesus, I mean, <laughs> who is not doing a press conference at this point? Or pancakes that taste like Jesus. Jesus pancakes are delicious. So, yes, um, we have got some questions on our Instagram mail. Why don't you tee us off with those? All right. I'm going to tee this bag. (laughs) What does it mean if your husband sneezes in your face while you're asleep? Oh, dear. I think it means that you need a bigger bed. Also, this could be the reason why Lucy and Ricky slept separately. In any case, that sounds absolutely disgusting what would it mean if you accidentally slugged him in the face while he's asleep i'm sure he'd sleep with no say from that day forward let's hope that this is a one-time occurrence and after tending to his new black eye he will try every remedy to clear his sinuses before bed (sighs) or you could always sleep with the fly swatter and if you find yourself suddenly awake to someone on the verge of a sneeze not unlike how pet parents are immediately fully awake when they hear the pet on the verge of vomiting, swat him with the swatter and condition him to swallow that sneeze. Sure, it might lead him to blowing his brains out, but at least it'll save you from being sprayed like Newman and Jurassic Park from that spraying raptor. Good luck and keep me posted. Oh my God, you said so many things that answer that resonate with me. Newman and Jurassic Park and pet parents who, who sense that a dog is puking in their sleep. Mm-hmm. it's like a pump that's trying to find water yeah like miles below the earth i could have like four benadryl four martinis six feet underground and i will spring right up and a hundred percent in action like are you okay i levitate out of my mattress when i hear it coming It, it is it's a haunting sound. It's like when they tried to get Jessica out of the well. This, yeah. well, bleh, this, oh, yeah, I understand. Well, here yeah. is uh, Anne's answer to this. What does it mean if your husband sneezes in your face while you are asleep? It means you need a divorce lawyer. 
I can't think of anything worse than rolling over in the middle of the night and coming face to face with my jewels, period. Much less having him hurl a Tasmanian bullfrog in my face. If this is a common occurrence, install a sneeze guard in your bed, sleep with PPE on, or get a new husband. Preferably one without seasonal allergies. And Now, did this... Well... Sound- is this a personal issue with, with you? Is this like strikes a chord? This, this, this question was submitted by my own very husband. Oh, dear. Allegedly, one night, we had found ourselves face-to-face on our queen-size bed. And I sneezed, <laughs> one of my dad's sneezes, Give in the middle the of the night. Right. <laughs> But I had sneezed, and it was a wet sneeze, and I was literally inches away. We had fallen asleep as if we were like in a precious moment figurine. We were so close. It was not normal how we normally how we sleep. Yeah. But we were like nearly like face to face, and I sneezed directly into his face, oh. and I I only woke up for the sneeze, and then I fell right back to sleep. Uh- and then uh, and then um. And right before that, I just remembered, like, like I just kind of saw the silhouette of Marcus in, like, absolutely total shock and disbelief that that just happened. And then he slowly rolled out of bed and washed his face. And I had gone back to bed. That, that was going to be my question. It, he, it woke him up, right? <laughs> yes. It was like he didn't know that he'd been shot at. Like, he went, like he went to the bathroom and was like, what the, what? The fuck, and then just like not uh, the fact that I didn't get up and was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," or I can't believe I just did that. I literally just fell right back to sleep. Good and- for you. <laughs> you just kept plowing through. Nothing was gonna stop. It was his problem then. This is your issue. It's I was your fine. problem. I was, I was able to get. I was able to get my sneeze out. He was able to wear it. That's wonderful. I. That would be like a cannon going off in a room. That is probably the only thing that could wake me up is a sneeze in my face. I'm also very aware that when I roll over, if I'm face to face with my jewels, that's that's not a good position to sleep in in general. There's well, a lot of smells. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly I have um, I have terrible sleep breath. So oh uh, god, oh, all of these things. Oh, what a nightmare! All right, next question. Why is it I fall asleep in front of the TV and then once I make it to my bed, I'm wide awake? Hell, I understood that hell. That what the mm-hmm. hell? Uh, so we're just getting rid of what the hell or what the anything and just go like, sure. you know, it's da fuck, D-A-F-U-Q. <laughs> Thanks to dangerously low blood pressure, this is a problem I know all too well. You sit down to watch a relaxing serial killer documentary. Next thing you know, you're out cold. How apropos. You wake up in a puddle of your own drool a couple hours later, only to find it's the middle of the night. You slide into your sleep number bed, adjust your side to 89, and settle in, only to find your eyes plastered wide open, staring at the stucco ceiling you thought was a good design choice in 1973. The problem here is you interrupted your REM. The average human sleep cycle is 90 minutes. If you finished a cycle, your body thinks it's time to wake up. 
Then you're stuck sitting awake at night contemplating your life choice to marry a man whose bones crack so much it sounds like you're sleeping with a mariachi band. Your body needs to get back to its relaxation state. I recommend apps like Calm and Breathe or put on some Ted Bundy tapes or Eileen Warnos documentaries and you'll be out in no time. Final suggestion, listen to my bedtime story here on Apple Podcasts from March 30th. My relaxing dulcet tones will lull you to sleep in minutes. Ayan. Wow. Yeah. Oh, very topical. And uh, I got to drop a little promotion for our, our nuggets that we're dropping every week. Oh, well, I usually flush mine. But... I like to hold on to them. For medical purposes, you never know when you're going to have to go through them. I get it, I get it. You yeah. need to compare color. Exactly. <laughs> and then I keep them in my basement next to my Annabelle doll. That's fine. That's fine. And, what if and there was for a you? Jar next to An- what if there was a jar next to Annabelle and it was a jar of Annabelle shits? What would be more terrifying, the doll or the fact that, some, that your A or B, your doll actually shits, and C, that you kept it? Well, I think all of those things together create a reality that I want no I part of. I, I don't. Can you imagine if they were like, please don't look at the Annabelle doll, but if you must look at her, please wipe her ass. Can you help us out? We've been collecting her scat for about 17 years now. What are you collecting it for? Mm, personal use. Enjoy your raisin bran. Don't open it. What? What is it haunted? No, it's just pieces of poop in a jar that's been there for several <laughs> years. I just don't think anybody's joking that. But every three months we have a priest come in and bless it. <laughs> Sometimes he mistakes one of them for rum balls. Ew! Rum balls. <laughs> Get ready. Speaking of which, next week I gotta send you the, the recipe for the prison cheesecake. <laughs> God. Alright. Alright. What's your answer? Why is it that I fall asleep in front of the TV and then once I make it to bed I'm wide awake? Hell? You have been experiencing TV fatigue, gently lulled to sleep with rerun after rerun and a barrage of Jennifer Lopez rom-coms that are either that are neither rom nor com. Amen. Then once you, then once you are up from your coma and moved to your actual bed, you are now half awake and yet half asleep with that gnawing terror that Jennifer Lopez is at the end of your bed, desperately trying to land a joke where you will be her captive audience. Yes, this could be hell. But there's here's a pro tip. Try falling asleep while going through her catalog of music. Try to dissect the songs one by one and see if you can find the parts that she actually sang on while removing all the parts she only spoke sang. Good luck. You should be asleep in no time. Wow, that's like a Rubik's Cube of Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> it's, it's like a lava lamp, but with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Fiber optic Jennifer Lopez, all at Spencer Gifts. All of those things you can get at Spencer Gifts. You're very, you're right. Neither rom nor com. Neither. I, I mean, when people are like, oh my god, I love Made in Manhattan. It's so funny. Oh. What part? What part is funny? Is that the one that what she did with um Owen Wilson? No. Didn't she do one with Owen Wilson, which is just insult to injury? Oh, Christ. Uh, Who is greenlighting these things? By the way, Limited Choices should be the name of her next rom-com. It should be the name of her next rom-com album, uh, Perfume. Remember 
Remember when she was offended that she didn't get an Academy Award nomination for Hustlers? Yeah, and I want everyone to watch Hustlers now, and I want you to also put that next to, I don't know, any Meryl Streep film. And then you tell me if you think that she was ousted of Yes, robbed of, of her honor. Right. Oh, right. Speaking of honor, we have one more question for the Instagrams. Ah, uh, yes. I enjoy this. Uh, okay, you do this one because I started the last okay. one. I want to try Ambien, but I've heard people do crazy things when they're on it. Should I just risk it and take it anyway? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Ambien is a fun way to get your friends and loved ones to explore their hidden talents. <laughs> my cousin, <laughs> my cousin Brian turned into Ethel Merman 20 minutes after taking it and made it all the way through Rose's turn before passing out face first from the leftover flan in the refrigerator. That made for quite a surprise in the morning when the housekeeper stepped across the mostly new 250-pound man, half in, half out of the Sub-Zero fridge with half feet of makeup on. My good friend Helen was quite the delight on Ambien. Not only would she clean my house from top to bottom, making her the best keeper of house in the land, but she topped it off by taking the trash out, which is also where she could be found in the morning. One morning, we received a call from the town dump requesting to pick up Helen as they noticed they hadn't noticed her lifeless body asleep in the bin. Funny enough, that is also how she met her husband, and for whatever reason, the smell of rotting bananas is their aphrodisiac. Ambien is also a great way to convince your friends and family to sign over property and goods. Even videotape it, as most people under the influence act pretty normal for the first few minutes. Just make sure to press stop right before they roll out their Linda Carter impression from Wonder Woman twirling around in their backyard. My suggestion is to do the Joan Crawford way. Pop your pill and strap yourself into bed. That way you won't do anyone any harm to you, your body, or your self-dignity. Oh. Oh, I... When you do a deep dive on the Ambien Reddit, you get some of the best stories. I mean, I got some stories from friends that are pretty legendary, but here's what Anne had to say. It's true. One of the wackiest side effects of Ambien is sleepwalking, talking, and in the case of one of my friends, sleep stripping naked and eating a tamale. The stories of ambient-induced ridiculousness are legendary. Hop on Reddit and read true tales of people who have done everything from eating a tube of toothpaste to spending $3,000 on a golden yak. As the owner of a $10,000 yak, they got a deal. But the risks are out there, and they're hysterical. Talk to your doctor about the side effects. You gotta get a prescription anyway. If sleep is elusive, it may be worth the risk, and you'd have some great stories to tell at parties. If you haven't alienated your friends by sleep calling them and confessing your sins, that is. Worst comes to worst, if you live with someone, have them strap you into your bed like you're one of Joan Crawford's children. Bam! Wow, we both had a similar... Very, I mean, the stories are amazing. Yes, my friend took Ambien and woke up the next day naked with a tamale in one hand. I, he didn't even know he could make tamales. He didn't even know we well, had the ingredients to make a tamale. <laughs> <laughs> I have corn. Well, I um, I was. Here's one. 
without divulging too much information, I mm-hmm. was in a Relaxian ship, and um, my partner at the time had taken his Ambien, and uh, we were in the house, and our other friend was there, and unbeknownst to us that he had actually taken the Ambien, we just thought he was prepping to go to bed. And at one point, we're all just kind of sitting there, I'm talking to my friend, as you do, we're sitting in the chairs in the living room, and my partner comes out and just takes the stick out and slaps him across the face with it. <laughs> like, like, wait, wait, what, what, because this is also like not, nothing that has ever been done prior, <laughs> right? Like, it's kind of like, so yeah, no, we're just at my mom's house and we just had some dinner and some hand. Oh my God, what the fuck? That's kind of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he gave him an ambient mushroom tattoo. Yeah. And we're just, we kind of looked at each other with utter shit like, holy, what the fuck? Like, and there was no, like, he wasn't laughing when he did it. Like, there was no joking about it. He just whipped it out there, and just slapped him. It was like Tony Soprano. There was no footsteps. There was no sound. <laughs> also, just like, slap, slap. <laughs> <laughs> And then where did he go? Did he go back into the room? Then he went to bed. (laughs) And you told him? It was like a drive-by, like... Tattooing. Hot dog. Yeah. (laughs) It's like toilet paper in somebody's house. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, so he just went... And then the next day, did you tell him what happened? I was like, do do you by any chance remember... um, whipping your, your dick out and slamming across your friend's face. <laughs> I was like, what? I said, like, you, you basically prison slapped somebody with your own penis. I did not. Oh, really? And then I handed him my phone. I'm like, why don't you call him? Oh, my After. God. You Weinsteined him. <laughs> you Wienersteined him. <laughs> he Wienerschnitzled him. <laughs> and he had no idea he did it. No, none. <gasps> He's like, I did not. I did not. I'm like, yeah, you did. Matter of fact, well, you did. Who was there? I was, I, I, was, I was there. Our friend was there. You were there. And I just did that. Yeah, you did. And it was very, uh, like, we couldn't even believe it happened. Uh, it was like. <laughs> I would applaud. It was like a tsunami of flesh. You didn't even see it in the all percentage. It, it was just there. <laughs> Oh, that's just good stuff. I could read about ambient-induced horrors for the rest of my days, and maybe that's what's going to get us through this quarantine, eh? Oh, eh? You know what else can get us through this quarantine? Oh! Special TikTok! Specialty drink. Whip it out of your pants and slap it across someone's face with your cocktail. Did you know you took your cocktail out and slapped our friend in the face with it last night? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Wow. This one this week, um, in honor of everything that's going on with uh, people needing to lull themselves to sleep at night, are going to enjoy this next cocktail. Tis the hot toddy. That is right, discovered by Dan Haggerty's younger brother, James Jules Ferris. Now, you want to create this in a toddy glass, something that can stand up to the heat. This is a half ounce of Demerara Simple Syrup, two ounces Monkey Shoulder Scotch, 
four ounces hot water, stir with a bar spoon, and garnish with a lemon peel. Now, here are the tasting notes. Everyone's minds are racing nowadays. The monologue that has been looping through my head hasn't stopped in over five weeks. Makes for a crappy night's sleep. But this little delight is your answer to a bedtime for the gods. This is just one way to make a toddy. Do you prefer tea? Go ahead. Use chamomile instead of plain hot water. Need a little citrus for that sore throat? Add a nice squeeze of lemon, or for that matter, a few dashes of Angostura bitters. Your drink, no rules. Now, lay your head down and dream of a day when everyone is healthy and we're back to some fucking normality. It won't really matter anyway, because those kids next door to me still won't shut the hell up. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a hat. Chuddy. Ooh, Todd, why are you so hot? I'm going to slip you in my mouth right now. Hold on. Ooh. Holy shit, that's hotter than the center of the sun. Fuck, what did you do? Oh. Holy shit. That just burned off the first five layers of my tongue. I think we might have our button right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, great. Now I have to go to the ER because I can't taste anything, and that's one of the symptoms. And I can't. Now my tongue is too fat for my mouth, and, and I'm found this good thing. I found like Tom Arnold. <laughs> Jesus. That is a, a hot-ass toddy. So um, just a little tip to all you listeners out there. Don't um, take a, a flaming hot coal from from the middle of a fireplace and drop it in the middle of your toddy. I would love to tell you what it tastes like, but I can't taste anything anymore. I think it's good. Thank God there's liquor in it because it's just going to heal whatever was just singed off my... I don't have any nose hair anymore. It's nice. It's soothing. It's supposed to be very healing, and it knocks your ass unconscious. And isn't that what we all need to be? You know what? Let me just knock myself out, and somebody push me awake when it's 2021. I don't care what my hair looks like. I don't care. I never shave. I don't give a shit. Done. Done. Done.